Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has decided to call it quits. Today of all days, on this, on this day, June 13th, that is, that is quite a coincidence. It's on the same day that... Kellyanne Conway was recommended to be ousted by a watchdog, government watchdog. Says she violated the Hatch Act by interfering with elections, no doubt. And also on the day after Trump's interview with George Stephanopoulos was teased out by ABC, uh, namely the part where Trump said that he would collude with foreign governments in, in an election again. Dumpster fire. An utterly calamitous or mismanaged situation or occurrence. Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. Welcome to the Dumpster Fire. Yes, welcome to the Dumpster Fire. I'm Corey. You can follow the show on Twitter at the DF Show. You can follow me at Corey Update, C-O-R-Y Update. Yeah, what, what would you do if a foreign government contacted you? Now... You would think anytime that question comes up, just in the holster, ready to go at all, at all, everyone involved in the Trump campaign administration, everyone immediately, yeah, no, nothing. Call the FBI. No, wouldn't it? No, of course, of course not. Of course not. No, it's uh, just because that is the biggest thing that's happened to you, against you, that you would be sensitive of just immediately say, no, of course, no, I would never take anything like that. But he doesn't, Trump. Why? Okay, so he's he agrees to do an interview with ABC's George Stephanopoulos, and they start talking about the Mueller report and uh, Don Jr., who in his meeting... Don Jr. was recently interviewed again by the Senate and, you know, about, I guess, inconsistencies. And George is bringing up the part of the Mueller report where Don Jr. sent an email back to someone from Russia saying, yeah, I'd love to hear great stuff for, well, great stuff for us against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, love it. Especially for later this summer. Let's do it. Let's meet. And they met. And... Trump, this is what he has to say about that to Georgia. And then the report comes out, and they didn't even say, they, they hardly even talked about it. Should he have him. gone to the FBI when he got that email? Okay, let's put yourself in a position. You're a congressman. Somebody comes up and says, hey, I have information on your opponent. 
Do you call the FBI? I if don't it's think coming from I'll Russia, tell you what, you do. I've seen a lot of things over my life. I don't think in my whole life I've ever called the FBI. Okay, well, that's an absolute lie. He is documented that he's called the FBI a few times when he was a businessman in New York and New Jersey and all that. So that's just a lie. But I love George there. He's like, well, yeah, no, if you, you, if someone contacts you from, that's, it's law. This is, you, you swore an oath to not do this because this is, we've determined that this isn't supposed to happen. You're, this is, is against the law to take aid or accept anything of value from a foreign power, foreign government, aid in an election. Um, and Trump says, why are you going to contact the FBI? And George, yeah, yeah, if it's, if it's Russia, you do. I don't, you don't call the FBI. You throw somebody out of your office, you do whatever Al you Al Gore got a stolen briefing book, he called the FBI. Well, if you're a politician and someone comes to you from a foreign country, as, representing a foreign power, and they, and they offer you something for, especially for an election, yeah, you contact the FBI, you just let them know. Give him a heads up. I don't, you don't call the FBI. You throw somebody out of your office, you do whatever Al you Al Gore got a stolen briefing book, he called the FBI. Well, that's different, a stolen briefing book. This isn't a stolen, this is somebody that said, we have information on your opponent. Oh, let me call the FBI. Give me a break. Life doesn't the work FBI that The FBI director says that's what should happen. The FBI director is wrong. <laughs> the FBI director is wrong. So, the... President of the United States, a, I don't know, kind of setting precedent here. He's saying that the FBI director, all the stuff that they've been, I don't know, I'm assuming they have some sort of cases that have to do with this, ongoing, have gone, the convictions probably, arrests, and he's like, oh no, wrong. That's all wrong. He's, no, he shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be charging people with that. That's not a crime. According to Trump, this is not a crime. Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Norway? This is going to be hilarious if, uh, if we find out in 2020, 2021, that Norway, because remember when, during the 2016 campaign, Trump's up there saying, Russia, if you're listening, you know, get, get those emails, get those Hillary emails. And they did. It'd be really interesting that he's, this is sort of like, does, is there something we don't know about here? Norway? Is Norway going to try to influence our election? Oh. I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. <sighs> he's saying he's going to take information, dirt, essentially, on his political opponents from foreign powers. This is exactly what he said he didn't do in 2016. It's insane. Why would he say this? He's, he's gone nuts. If I thought there was something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI. If I thought there was something wrong. Maybe. But when somebody comes up with oppo research, right? They come up with oppo research. Oh, let's call the FBI. The FBI doesn't have enough agents to take care of it. But you go and talk honestly to congressmen. They all do it. They always have. And that's the way it is. It's called oppo research. All right. Just to point out his sexism there, he does just say 
You talk to all congressmen, unless he is giving, uh, he's saying that congressmen are the shady ones that are taking oppo research from foreign powers and, and the congresswomen aren't. Uh, but he's basically accusing everyone in Congress, well, I guess he's accusing all men in Congress, of of committing crimes. He's saying that everyone, he's, oh yeah, no, everyone does it. Every single congressperson, every single congressman does it. Just ask them if they're honest. That makes me think that he's had honest discussions with congress members about this. And they're like, oh yeah, no, you uh, you just don't. You don't be so blatant about it. You definitely don't have your son send an email. Jesus, Donald, that's stupid. You don't do that. Got to be, got to be more sly. Why would he? Why would he do this? What was his motivation for all of a sudden, uh, basically admitting that what they, what basically what they did, what what Don Jr. did? He's saying that. Oh no, no, it's fine. It's not interference. No, it's it's just no. It's a little oppo research. Everyone does it. You take stuff from foreign governments. You totally listen to them. Norway, you give. You're listening. Get those emails. We're going. You know, of course, we're going to to take that information. You'd be you'd be silly not to. Well, I mean, that's the FBI. FBI. Pff, who's what do they know? What do they know about law? What do they know about upholding the law? No, I know. I know much. Much better than the FBI, FBI director, who, yeah, in uh, in front of Congress said, yeah, no, no, exactly what Trump just said. They do want to know about that, 100%, because there could be, could be an issue. <laughs> uh, the next day after this first comes, and it went obviously nuts. I mean, it really, I it, part of me thinks that he did this because I, I, he wants to be impeached or... Yeah. Maybe he's maybe you know those security companies that they they test the security systems like basically they'll, they'll have a hacker or bank robber or whatever it is I don't know uh, maybe I seen too many movies but they have they do there's there's companies right that they test the security of other companies uh, you know banks and, and governments and whatnot. And just to see what their their flaws are, see where their the 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 you know the problems are, and like a secret shopper even. And Trump, maybe he works for one of these companies. I don't. I can't. It makes as much sense as any. And he's trying to figure out what someone has to do as a president to get impeached. He's like, yeah, I really thought. I mean, I can't. I can't just say like, yeah, I did something wrong. I have to. You know, I, I, I assume by this point, though, but okay, fine. Uh, they're not taking the bait from the Mueller report, I guess. I'll just come right out and say that I will collude with a foreign government. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, the following day, though, he gets on Twitter to defend what he says. And he says, this is his defense. I meet and talk to... You know, Speak with. Come on, buddy. Now, I meet and talk to foreign governments, in quotes, every day. I just met with the Queen of England, in quotes, UK, and the Prince of Wales, which he spelt W-H-L-E-S. And and that's not an autocorrect thing. It's Twitter. I tried it on, on Twitter. And I, if you go to the TF show on Twitter, you can see 
I uh, have an example. I typed in Wales, W-A-L-E-S, and it knows what that is. It knows it's a country. I think it even has the flag in my phone. My phone knows the, what Wales is and and where. But, you know, I'm, look, I, I don't really fault Trump too much. I, I, his, I, his lack of geography knowledge, eh, what do you, I mean, of course, of course. Uh, it could be, why, why wouldn't it be Wales? You, if you've never seen it, okay, it could be Wales. It could be with an H. W, uh, Prince of Wales, yeah, no, it's, uh, what do I know? It's, uh, I was up there, they're rather surrounded by water. Uh, it could have been Wales. Yeah, why not? Uh, but then he did delete that and, re- and uh, post the same thing, but he corrected Prince of Wales with W-A-L-E-S. Uh, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, he's, again, he's naming all the people he meets with. The Prime Minister of Ireland, the President of France, and the President of Poland. He's like, we talked about everything. Does that mean they talked? Did he, did he get oppo research from the Queen? Did she say, I know, certain, a certain socialist of the democratic nature. He's, you know, he wears polo shirts and, uh, and blazers. We all know that's a fashion faux pas. You don't do that in public. There may or may not be pictures out there of it. I'm not saying anything, you know. I, you know Queen likes to engage in a little, little, little spy craft, a little meddling in the election. Uh, they talk about everything. He says, should I immediately call the FBI about these calls and meetings? How ridiculous. I would never be trusted again. Um, no, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to speak with the... Leaders of foreign governments, uh, heads of states, even the faces of countries like the Queen of England. Um, And yeah, sure, you should be able to talk to them about whatever you want. But except for one thing, if they start talking about dirt on your opponents in a way that they could see like, hey, you could use this to influence the election. Yeah, you either stop them or you call the FBI like, hey, they're trying. You actually call the FBI agent, right? Hey, just so you know, the Prince of Wales. And did you know it's not with an H? Yeah, Wales, W-A, right? I don't even know. And why is it Welsh? How do you go from an A to an E? I mean, that's just that's just crazy nonsense. Foreigners, right? Uh, Trump. And yeah, no, you uh, you should probably let them know the Queen of England's trying to trying to meddle in our elections. Uh, so. He he keeps going on that. My full answer is rarely played by the fake news media. They purposely leave out the part that matters. And so far, we haven't heard anything else. So he's either accusing ABC and Stephanopoulos of what? I guess not not playing or editing or just leaving something out. Maybe we'll see it eventually. But... Yeah, and of course, everyone from the leader, minority leader of the of the house, is is defending him. It's like, no, of course he wouldn't. Of course he would do the right thing and call the FBI, even though he said he wouldn't. Even though he said we all do it, he didn't say they didn't. Um, I mean, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, they all said this was really stupid of him him to say. Why would he say it then? I the only thing I could think of was this. For some reason, it became his, you know, your 
damn right I ordered the code red moment, you know, from Few Good Men. You remember the Colonel Nathan Jessup on the stand, right? You know, he wants to say it, you know, toward, you know, like, like Lieutenant Daniel Caffey said, like, hey, no, he wants, I think he wants to say, I think he's pissed off that he's got to hide from this. Trump's pissed. He doesn't want to hide. He, he wants to say that he made this decision. He'll listen to people. And that's the end of it. Just he's the president. He should be allowed to, to listen to oppo research from, it's like, yeah, I know why the FBI director is wrong. And, uh, now I don't, I don't really want to look, we, I'm not, I don't really want to compare Trump to Colonel Jessup, though. Right? I don't want to further tarnish, you know, the good name of Colonel Nathan R. Jessup. But yeah, you know, look, he's a decorated officer. There's no dis- disputing that. Um, you know, he runs his unit the way he runs his unit, of course. And you may disagree with his methods. You may. You may even find them grotesque and, and incomprehensible. But they save lives, as you know. You have to imagine they do. And, and you know, they must have been historically effective, right? I mean, it, this, is the, this is the first time, you know, when he ordered the code red of Private Santiago. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. William Santiago. And I'm not, uh, I'm not really defending the guy. You know, I don't, I don't agree with his methods. Clearly. Right? Um, it, PFC Santiago definitely should have been transferred off the base. I mean, I I would have absolutely listened to Lieutenant Colonel Markinson if I was if I was okay. So in the beginning of A Few Good Men, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Andrew Markinson recommends that hey, look, this guy William Santiago, he he's really just not he's not cutting it as a Marine. We should transfer him off the base. He's asked to be transferred off the base. Look, let's just transfer him off the base and. Man, Colonel Jessup couldn't have shot him down harsher. I mean, just, like, no respect. I mean, he's, like, the second in command. Zero respect. And right in front of his subordinate, you know, this, oh, what a, oh. Second Lieutenant Jonathan Kendrick. Oh, that guy. No. He is a, oh, he's a weasel. Probably a good Marine. Good Marine. Decorated. Decorated Marine. But... Man, he is, he just doesn't seem, doesn't seem to have uh, any compassion at all. I mean, he's all about, wait, he, look, he, he's about following orders. And when someone is given an order, they follow that order. They wouldn't ever say, they wouldn't. I mean, they would never, they would never not follow an order. I mean, come on. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. Look, if Santiago doesn't have a coronary condition that would, of course, dramatically speed up the process of lactic acidosis when a perfectly clean rag was placed in his mouth and accidentally pushed too far down, look, you know, so that, of course, you know, the cells, 
oh, the, uh, they would continue to burn sugar even after the rag was taken out, you know, rapidly, you know, so we're, wouldn't be the normal 20 to 30 so minutes where lactic acidosis would be lethal, could you know, rapidly speed that. Look, if he doesn't have that coronary condition, we're not even having this conversation. All right. Like, I'm not, and not, all right, okay, stop. I'm not defending Code Reds either. No, not in, you know, in my, in my experience watching movies, just top of mind, 0 for 2. Oh, over two. I mean, who could forget Full Metal Jacket? You've seen it? Jeez. I mean, they gave Private Pilot, and Private Pilot, rough, he had a rough time. Rough time. Uh, but, look, they give him a code red, I, I believe it's called the, a blanket party. You know, they hold him down with his blanket in his, in his bed, and uh, a little soap in the, in the pillowcase, you know, they hit him with that. And he put one seven six two millimeter full metal jacket right into his drill sergeant, and then poof, right into his own head. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like Colonel Jessup, he Trump. This was his. You're damn right. I ordered the code red moment. He just had to. Like he doesn't want to have. He doesn't want to have to hide from this anymore. Even though. And you know what? Maybe he shouldn't have to. I mean, maybe he, he thinks he shouldn't have to. He's basically been told that this is allowed now. The, look, I mean, just look at the Mueller report, the section that they're talking about here. Trump Jr. in the meeting, uh, he, you know, he accepted, the, you know, he, he expressed interest. He said he would accept information from a foreign government on their opponent and they even met about it and for it but apparently uh it was you know there was no tangible it wasn't we've talked about this on a past episode where we didn't understand like it clearly seemed like he broke the law and he colluded when in committing conspiracy just by agreeing and meeting right you just because what they were offered didn't have the weight to it, which Mueller decided that it was enough. There was enough there, there as far as what they got. But I don't know if what they, if like, oh, if someone offers you bad, at, you know, uh, if a foreign government offers you information, you're supposed to say no right there and go to the FBI. Uh, just because you, they don't give you something that's usable, that doesn't mean that you didn't break the law. Well, at least that's what that's what we thought. But according to the Mueller. That is fine. You're allowed to listen. As Trump even said, you're allowed to listen. He was given permission for that. And Don Jr. has been basically gone through Senate committees and everything and seems to be getting out scot-free there, too. So he's basically been told, and there's no impeachment inquiry started yet. And, you know, it just seems like why wouldn't Trump assume that this is allowed? Why wouldn't anyone assume that this is allowed now? That, oh, yeah, no, you can listen. You're allowed to listen. I don't know what Trump means by if there's something bad. If I thought there was something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI if I thought there was something wrong. But when somebody comes up with oppo research, right, they come up with up. I think maybe something. I mean, look, hey, look, even if, right, the, he's talking to the president of Poland and... And maybe, I mean, look, they're trying to influence the election, but 
what if the dirt they have on the opponent is something that the FBI should know about, not just to secure uh, you know, our elections, but because it could be something illegal that our these people have done. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but well, not, I mean, just not that, not for any other reason, just because it's, you don't put anything out there at all. I don't know anything about this, but you know, if it's one of the candidates had, I don't know, if if uh, Norway had proof that one of the candidates laundered money. You did something, I mean, because that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for nefarious things. What if they had proof of them doing that? Shouldn't the FBI know they did something illegal? Shouldn't you not hold on to that and release it yourself uh, in a time, you know, like, oh, no, we're going to save that for the October, you know, the October surprise before the election. I mean, if we found out that President Trump was holding on to something that a candidate did that was illegal and nefarious and potentially still doing it, still committing. I mean, that is in, you know, it's another reason, not just to have safe and secure elections, but because it might be information that the FBI needs to know about to stop crimes from being committed that are, that are happening. Right. So it just, it's, it blows my mind why he did this, except for he really believes that it's not against the law. He really believes he should be allowed to do it. He should be allowed to listen and he's kind of getting given permission here because even after this, nothing's happening. Oh, and speaking of nothing happening, this is, this is actually kind of funny when you think about it, is so Trump accuses every man in Congress, not the ladies, just the men. Um, I mean, he pretty much, accu- I think he accused everyone in Congress. He just, he's just old and sexist and... That's just how he says, he says congressman. Um, but basically he said that everyone in Congress is doing this, which makes it sound like he knows that. He's like, oh, no, if you have an honest conversation with them, they are doing this. They are breaking the law. This is just what, this is the real life. Everyone is breaking the law. Now, no action on that. No, no one, I mean, as far as I've seen, I mean, maybe behind the scenes, the FBI is now like, oh, Crap, now I have to talk to every single member of Congress. We got, what is that, 535 people we have to speak with now and all of their staff because apparently everyone does this. So now we got to have hours and hours of conversations, but I don't think that's happening. I think you'd probably start getting rumblings of that or hearing about that starting up, maybe even publicly. Uh, so the FBI can show the American people that no, no, this is this is not what happens. Trust us. No, we get calls from other people from from uh, Congress and, and and other candidates. Um, I mean, Mitt Romney, who's run for president and and Senate and governor, he came out and said he's never been contacted by anyone. Which I don't know if that's kind of insulting that. You know, they're like, what? Why not? How come? Uh, how come Trump got all the uh, the help? How come Mitt Romney didn't get any help from the Russians? How come they don't like him? But yeah, no, no one. But no one's lifting a finger about it. Why is that? Because no one pays attention. No one takes anything Trump says seriously. How bananas is that? That they do not. I mean, a president, a sitting president of the United States said. 535 people are potentially committing crimes and no one even paid a, me- a, a second thought to it. 
I guess besides me. But no one cares that he did that. Oh, someone said, yeah, I think this has to be his code red, code red moment. And since we're here, uh, there are a couple things about A Few Good Men that I've always wanted to talk about, if you got a second. Actually, one in particular. Uh, You know, that so the, do you want the, you know, everyone knows the speech, right? The, you know. What do you want? I want the truth. You want the, you know, I think I'm entitled. I want the truth, whatever. You can't handle the truth, right? Then he goes into his, his like, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. What I do saves lives kind of thing. But there's this part in it that I always thought there's something missing from, I don't, do you remember? So he starts saying, it's where he starts talking about the, you know, basically having a base right with you know on a with an enemy right across right across from them here if you don't remember here this is it son we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns who's gonna do it you you lieutenant weinberg dude that i so lieutenant sam weinberg played marvelously in my opinion by kevin pollock fantastic job uh so there, there's no reaction. I mean, they're showing reactions to the speech, you know, from uh, Lieutenant Commander Joanne Galloway. He calls out. He, I mean, this is a cheap shot to Lieutenant Weinberg here. I'll play it again. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? And it's amazing that he remember because like, he saw him in Cuba— and he's just sitting there, and it must have, it's kind of, it's how insulting is it? I know, look, he's, you know, Colonel Jessup, he's, he's uh, not the nicest guy, but still, I, they wish there was at least a, a reaction shot, because I would love to see Kevin Pollock as Lieutenant Sam Weinberg be like a, you know, we're kind of that look of. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have. Kind of a look of. You, Lieutenant Weinberg. What, what I do? What did I do? What? It's just like looking around like, wow, where did that come from? That was, Jesus. I must have really, like, you must really hate the way I look here. Like, I know it's, it's just such a bizarre, it's like a shot. Maybe, I feel like it's something missing from the movie. Maybe, maybe he said something in Cuba that, that I'm not remembering or they didn't show. Maybe it's on the cutting room floor. The context of why he hates Lieutenant Weinberg so bad. It would just seem like a, it was a cheap shot and, and no reaction, no reaction shown, which I feel like it's a, it's a mistake. It's, it's something that it was, it's uh it, it should have something just either like reacts like, whoa, or, or maybe like you'll tough it up. Like yeah, I could do it. No, but I, I really feel like it should be Kevin Paul Pert would, would do a beautiful job of, of like, what did I do? You know, that look like, look over at. Lieutenant Commander Joanne Galloway be like, gee, they look at each other like, man, that was that was a harsh little shot there, but nothing. Just let it go. Yeah. I just I wanted to I know that movie's like twenty years old, but I gotta get that off my chest. It's uh, it's been driving me nuts since I've seen the movie. This is the first time I saw the movie. I was like, God, I felt bad for it was one of my favorite characters in that in that movie. It was, it was great. I think I probably think uh Especially since I've had kids, but even before the, you know, the 
he just said, uh, you know, he's got walking with his kid and with Lieutenant Caffey, and they is his son. He says da or something, and he says, "See, you heard it." He said, "He said, Dad." He said, "Dad," and Lieutenant Caffey says he was pointing at the mailbox. He says, "Yeah, like Dad, look, it's a mailbox." Hilarious, fantastic, and, and he you know he, he plays it beautifully. Really great, great character. I mean, I don't, I, mean, I didn't know didn't this turn into few good men talk, but um, let me know what you think about that. If you have any thoughts on a few good men, maybe we can just do a whole podcast on on great moments or missed opportunities in a few good men. Great movie. How how good is that movie, man? Full Metal Jacket too. That. I'm thinking about that right now, too. I'm going to have to watch watch that. I always forget it's two, it seems like two movies, right? There's the Full Metal Jacket. I think that everyone remembers the most, mostly because probably of the drill sergeant, but uh, the first half when they're in boot camp and then the second half when they're in Vietnam, brutal. The whole movie, fantastic. Well, Well done by Stanley Kubrick there. And, oh, that shot of them walking, singing the Mickey Mouse Club song. Just great. But yeah, so uh, thanks for listening the, to this is Trump's code red moment, pretty sure. Um, bye, Sarah Sanders. See you later. Oh, I miss her though. I am. I, she, she really lied well. I mean, she was just, she was just amazing at lying. So, so good. And, uh, but with Kellyanne Conway, I doubt anything's going to happen there. It's not like that's going to be Trump's line. He's not gonna be like, oh no, yeah, no, uh, foreign governments meddling our election interference. It's not interference. Now, now I'll listen. I mean, yeah, of course I'll listen. It's like, oh, but the Hatch Act, that's where I, no, not, not in my white house. No way. I didn't know she was violating the Hatch Act. Get out of, get out of my country, Kellyanne. No way. Trees in it up. Just get, throw the book at her. We're, no. Of course not. She's going to be all over the news. All the cable news channels are going to be having her on still, even though she's already a proven liar, uh, not a credible source. You know the definition of of bad journalism, having her on, and now she's going to be even more because of this. It makes actually her stock goes up as a as a cable news guest. Her stock goes up because now she has you know. As this too, or people are gonna want to tune in and see if she says anything more, you know, any more than anything else. That maybe she just goes all in, just keeps violating the Hatch Act. All right, uh, this is uh, the dumpster fire. Wherever you listen to us, please like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, share it. Uh, really appreciate you listening, and um, we'll keep them coming. All right, thanks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.